Welcome to Insights, an Amplify original series giving you insights on cultural myths, employee engagement, and why it all matters. Remember, you're only going to get two more episodes of Insights on this channel. So if you want to continue following the story with us, be sure to subscribe on the Insights feed on your favorite podcast app. Are we actually measuring engagement or are we measuring satisfaction, right? So if we're starting off with ENPS or asking people if they're happy at work, we've already lost. We're optimizing for the wrong condition. And so is there scientific ability? Are we measuring the right thing and are we measuring the right thing in the right way? We can measure engagement and have a bunch of open-ended questions that people write paragraphs, and that's going to be nearly impossible to be able to distill insights and statistically relevant insights. And so it's all about are we measuring the right thing and are we measuring that right thing in the right way? If we're able to do that, tie business outcomes to it, measure at the the right frequency and ensure that there's a this survey instrument is, is valid and we're measuring the right thing, then we can feel really good about how we're doing in this first competency of engagement. Now, we've spent the first two episodes of this third series of insights talking about investing in our managers, things like professional development and building trust. But in order to do those things effectively, we have to start by listening. As you just heard Santi share, this involves being proactive What do we need to know in order to equip our managers with what they need? And tactically, how do we gather that information and then measure it to know if we're making any progress? Well, I want to introduce you to two of my friends from Bergenheld, Haley Ost, the Vice President of Human Resources, and Carmen Price, a Regional Property Manager. They both think about managers a lot and are keenly aware of how vital they are to their organization. I mean, managers are definitely the, I mean, there are soldiers for sure. They have their boots on the ground. They are there every single day. They know that what is going on on a daily basis with their residents and their employees, um, the community. So they are just a wealth of information. Our managers are a wealth of information. That's a really good way of putting it, isn't it? As Haley points out, it can be easily taken for granted, though. I think some organizations may, I don't want to say take managers for granted, but maybe expect too much of them without actually giving them the appropriate knowledge, communication, information that they need to set up their team to succeed. So I think just making it a hand-in-hand partnership on every level helps that communication flow appropriately. And I think by not involving them in key process um, discussions or just key personnel discussions is an oversight because they're probably the keeper of more knowledge than a lot of other departments or, or leaders. They have a lot of insight behind the data that I think leaders may not get from just looking at numbers. So what does this all have to do with listening to our managers? We believe that they are our feet on the ground, our wealth of information, and we ask a lot of them. Namely, we ask for specific metrics that inform whether or not we're hitting our goals. But when we flip things around, are we delivering on our end of the deal? As Santi pointed out in our opening, we're often apt to ask the wrong questions. Are you happy? Are you satisfied? Which we know don't really get to the heart of what matters. And they keep us from being able to define company KPIs related to the overall engagement of both our managers and our employees. There's this growing awareness that 
that employee engagement is absolutely a driver of business outcomes. It's not just this soft, fluffy stuff that's like extra credit. It's like foundational and part of the fundamental recipe for business success. And if a company is able to understand how their business outcomes drive their people strategy, then they can have tremendously more resilience and focus on employee engagement because they understand that we're not just doing it for engagement's sake. We're doing it because it's a necessary and essential component of being able to get done what we want to get done on the business side and, and hit those financial targets and, and be able to do that. But it's not just tying it to business outcomes. It's also how frequently this is. And I've never met a business owner who says, I love to measure my cash balance once a year. And if it looks good, I'll just check again in 12 months. <laughs> you, you would never look yeah. at what something that matters so fundamentally important as cash just once a year. And so, but this is the reality for most folks is they're looking at employee engagement data once every two or three years or once uh, once a year because it's so unwieldy uh, and so yeah. difficult sometimes that that's the best amount of frequency. And we think that doing it once or twice a year does not make for a very sophisticated employee engagement program. But uh, the right frequency that we found is measuring employee engagement at the same uh, frequency of which we reevaluate strategy and bring in other metrics, which most companies already have this quarterly cadence of looking at their strategy and updating their priorities. And so we found that frequency, the optimal frequency of measuring engagement and bringing in that employee feedback data is on a quarterly basis. I love the way Santi puts it because it really makes it clear how often we need to be seeking out feedback from our managers and the importance to ask those right questions. This is something the Burgeon Health team takes very seriously. In fact, as Haley shares, the data they're collecting is even helping them identify not only the issues that they can see, but take note of the ones that they can't. Much to do. Like employees probably don't know the resources they have. And so that is another reason why having a pulse um, and having data is great because we can directly kind of correlate maybe some other drivers that are maybe soft drivers, more emotional, mental drivers to performance. And if they don't line up, then there's probably some other outlying factor that's contributing to them being less engaged. By asking the right questions on a regular basis, Burgeon Held is able to learn and prioritize in order to best serve their managers. According to Carmen, it's even allowed them to put appropriate support and training measures in place to empower their employees company-wide and provide transparency. We have a great training support team right now, mm -hmm. and we just keep growing and growing with that. And I think that that is key because everyone will know um, their expectations and what to expect from us and the company and what our goals are, what our KPIs are. Um, and also not just throw them, you know, sink or swim. I've actually been in a couple of sink or swim situations where you were just thrown into your position and you were just expected to know exactly what, you know, Virgin Health was all about or what the company um, expects. And um, that's like the worst position that you could put somebody into. That type of support and transparency is a great first step to building trust, right? And what they're finding is that this trust is fostering an environment where people feel comfortable speaking up about their capacity levels and what challenges they're willing to take on next. And that's the type of engagement that makes people want to stick around. Being able to have the relationship, the professional relationship between the managers and their team members that invites 
them to say that they want more. They they want more of a challenge. They have um, a healthy capacity going right now that they could take on more. And I think if that conversation is invited and welcomed between the two, and hopefully it is, then you can start throwing them some some other um, items to gain some exposure and knowledge because they may not see or know where their career is going to go, but at least giving them exposure to maybe a higher level responsibility will, will help them decide where they see themselves going. And, and without that open communication, they may be sitting in that position until they get an offer from another job. That's a step up. You know, we've got to know um, and keep tabs on growth plans. And I think it starts with the relationship and the openness between and knowing that, you know, we don't take it negatively if they're saying, hey, I could take on more. That doesn't mean they're bored. That doesn't mean they're not doing well. That just means that if as long as they're performing and what they say is true, then then, yeah, throw them some more and see how they handle it. And I think you'll you'll increase their engagement and their buy in and they'll start to see the bigger picture um, from the eyes of maybe what it would take to be that next level manager or first time manager. And that's what we want people that are striving to be that next level manager. Because remember, people leave managers, not jobs. And if the ones that don't leave end up disgruntled and disengaged, the overall repercussions on our organizations can be severely damaging. But I do think that having maybe um, a manager that isn't as supportive as others, especially if you see colleagues with a different manager doing better. I think that is even harder to not compare yourself and and just kind of wish that you had a different manager. The first thing I would do is say, speak up to someone and let's see what we can do in terms of like what it will take to to stay. You know, if the competency is there and they're, you know, exhibiting our core values as an organization and hitting their mark, but personally and mentally, they are checking out more every day because of their manager then as a company, it makes sense to address it as soon as we can, because if you're not all, if you're not bought in and and if you're not, you know, bringing your whole self to work every day, then of course there's going to be repercussions in terms of performance and success of not only that person, but their property and, and the organization. So I think it's something that I would hope would be a discussion point. Unfortunately, with that statistic, it often isn't. We start by opening the lines of communication, asking the right questions at the right time, examining the data, and acting on it. But there's one last piece of this that I want you to consider. Too often, Santiago sees these efforts to get feedback becoming an HR task. And when that happens, the ones that will ultimately be making decisions were never a part of the process. Keep in mind, people help support what they help create, even leadership sometimes especially leadership, they have to invest in the process early and own it. But employee engagement, it's critical. When employee engagement becomes becomes an HR thing, it dies. The reason why is when employee engagement is an HR initiative, HR will facilitate the data gathering and they'll go to the business managers, the business executives, and the ones who, the people who shape and actually make decisions of the work environment that's present for their team is many times not HR. It's the business executive or the business manager. If it's HR, then HR is, is many times 
blocked by the business executive who says, what does this have to do with my area and my section? That's an HR thing. I'm not accountable for employee engagement. And what we see in the companies that succeed the most here is that there's a really clear owner. There's really clear ownership down the layers of the chain of command of who's accountable for employee engagement. And some of our customers, our best customers, actually make the Amplify score, the employee engagement score, one of the KPIs for each executive in their performance review. Hey, your job as a head of sales is not only to hit the sales number, it's also, that's a lagging indicator, a more better leading indicator is how engaged is that sales team? Is that sales team checked out uh, or is that sales team putting their full heart and mind every single day, right, picking up the phone, uh, whatever they need to do to be successful? And that clear ownership by the business executives, not only by HR, is critical uh, for the success of this. It's so easy to say, well, I'm not responsible for employee engagement, but we all have a role to play. And it starts at the highest level. And once you've made that commitment to get involved, you're going to want to know what the right next steps are specifically for your organization. What do you do when the data starts rolling in? How do you share results? How do we make meaningful change? Well, on our next episode, we'll be examining what it means to take a fair and empathetic approach to the challenges our managers are facing while acting with purpose. And don't forget, if you'd like to learn more about what truly makes a good manager great and how leaders can identify those ideal qualities that scale across their organization, you'll want to download our Amplify report on qualities of effective managers. Just go to amplify.com slash report, E-M-P-L-I-F-Y dot com slash report. <laughs>